0: Howdy, to Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootah Thunkers podcast coming at you. Um, my name is Zeb, as always. And this episode, uh, 118, is called Let's Disappear. And before we get into what that's all about, let's do the recommendation segment about a show that I binged last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, this week, I recommend you watch Netflix's Web of Make-Believe, Death, Lies, and the Internet. Uh, The six-episode series tells the story of five different criminals or crimes that were or are being committed via the Internet. Episode one is all about swatting. Uh, It's a kid who had no life skills other than swatting and making, you know, empty bomb threats. Swatting is the action or practice of making a prank call to emergency services in an attempt to bring about the dispatch of a large number of armed police officers to a particular address. Episode two is about the murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich. His death went from a tragic mugging victim to subject of conspiracy theorists. And finally, to Fox News making a full report on how Seth was connected to WikiLeaks and Russian spies. But like I said, um, a bit of a spoiler, but also these things all happen in real life. And the docuseries goes through them with detail and it's a lot more entertaining than my one sentence description episode three is about charlottesville unite the right rally with the tiki torches and the neo-nazis and all that and the tragic death of someone there episode four talks about a serial sextortion case where a young guy was hacking young women for their nude pictures and blackmailing them and it turns out he was you know possibly was a pedophile is kind of wild And then episode uh, five and six are is, you know, it's a two-part story about a very intelligent hacker that was detained by the FBI using unconstitutional tracking technology called the Stingray. The hacker's name is Daniel Rigmaiden, and his story is one of the coolest criminal cases I've ever heard. The coolest detail is that all the money he stole from the taxpayers was actually paid back in full because he was such a good investor. And then some, he actually... Made the government money. He's the perfect criminal. He's a, he's like my hero. No one got hurt. Um, pretty cool. A lot of true crime documentaries are about old murder cases, you know, things, cold cases. But this show talks about modern problems that arise around the internet and how our legal system struggles to keep up with the advancement of technology. So I advise you check it out, especially because I heard about swatting when, I, when it was happening. I was like, that sounds weird. I don't understand. This docuseries went in depth and explained it. Now for the main event, when I was 18, I had just graduated college. I was stoked for college. I couldn't wait to start fresh and start over with a completely new social network, um, you know, just becoming a new person. Well, I did uh, room with my best friend from high school and my sister had already been at the a student at Slipper Rock University for two years before I got there. So it wasn't a completely new social network, but it was new enough that I could change. I could, I could reinvent myself a bit. I remember I first got really sad over not being able to see my parents and old friends all the time. And the first weekend was a bit lonely. But once that uh, pupa stage was over, I shed my shell and began stretching out my new metaphorical butterfly wings. (laughs) I was, I became a different person. I, I grew because of my new environment. I know comparing myself to a butterfly isn't very masculine, but that's okay, because part of finding out who I was in college included the fact that I don't have to try and act masculine all the time. I am who I am, and sometimes I'm masculine, sometimes I'm not. That's part of finding yourself when you're around different environments you grow. The point is that people are complex. They don't usually fit perfectly into the lives that they are born into. That is why it is important to explore. Explore different places, ways of living, and explore people. When we explore, we gain knowledge and experience of how we might live our lives differently. And that is important because otherwise we might try to live out a life that doesn't mesh well with who we truly are. And that can be catastrophic, such as a person willing to disappear. So, of course, you may just want to disappear because of a legal or financial problems, um, not just trying to find yourself or you don't mesh with your life there could be other reasons either way the logistics of disappearing in today's society uh sounds fascinating and really difficult this is my disappearing episode hope you enjoy a couple disclaimers before we get into it there are a lot of reasons uh, to want to disappear and this episode this podcast is not about exploring why anyone should or should not disappear If you are feeling emotionally or mentally not okay, then go seek the advice of a behavioral health professional. Um, That's not me. So if you're in a tough home situation, call a support line like the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. If you have a child with you, call 1-800-4-A-CHILD for immediate assistance. This episode is about the logistics of disappearing and how that is even possible in today's society. It is a fun thought experiment, that's all. And for anyone under the age of 18, here's a note uh, from wikihow.com. Stay put if you're underage to avoid making problems worse. People are bound to come looking for you, and if you're a minor, chances are you will have a hard time making money and getting anything um, anything else you need to get by. Going on your own is tough, lonely, and even dangerous at times. Once you hit the legal age of adulthood in your country, which is usually 16 or 18, more opportunities open up to you. Keep in mind that being out on your own is usually worse as a minor. When you're found, you'll be taken home anyway. Unless things are very bad or even dangerous, find other ways to improve your life at home. Even if you don't think your friends and family will miss you much, you are better off finding safer ways to change the situation than simply disappearing. There are many resources out there that can help you deal with bad situations until you're ready to leave. So just wanted to get that out there because it's a weird topic. <laughs> when I first thought about doing this episode, I was like, this will be just a fun thought experiment. How could you actually disappear? I, I thought it as a similar thought experiment as like when I was in school and I'd be like, if the zombie apocalypse happened, how would I survive? Just a thought experiment. But this is a very real world thing and you can actually do this, disappear, and I kept running into all these articles. It was like, are you OK? Uh, I bet if the FBI is tracking my search stuff, they're probably like, is, is he going to disappear? So, <laughs> so anyway, now that we got that out of the, the, the way, uh, <laughs> let me clarify what sort of disappearing I'm talking about. As ad- adults, it is totally legal to just up and leave. Of course, there are things like financial and legal obligations, but the, for the most part, we can just leave, and law enforcement won't care. It's not their job to, to make us live in a certain town. If you have a warrant for your arrest or have been subpoenaed to appear in court, that's a different story. Refer back to episode 91 titled Bounty Hunting. <laughs> it's different <laughs> if you're a wanted fugitive. Also, if you have a bunch of debt, it might not be the best thing to just up and leave. Collection agencies will come a knocking. Um, so... But other than that, you know, I anyone can just up and leave. As far as uh, family and friends go, you have some decisions to make. Do you tell them um, you are leaving or give them a note? Up to you. The episode is more about a cat and mouse type situation, and this has been done before. In the summer of 2009, a journalist by the name Evan Ratliff had just written an article for Wired Magazine about people who fake their own deaths pretty cool and he wanted to try something new he wanted to try a pretty cool story he decided to vanish and asked the public the general public to try and find him i think he gave him a, a, offered a reward if you found him he'd give you money so he tried to stay hidden for 30 days but was found on day 25 by some computer savvy participants um, It was a pretty long video, um, YouTube video. I have a link to it in the blog. Evan tells this fantastic story. It really is fascinating. And you could listen to it like a podcast because he's just sitting on a chair telling you about it. It is about an hour and 25 minutes long, um, and I've included it in the blog, so check it out. I bring up Evan Ratliff's little experiment because I think in just 13 years since he did his experiment, it would be even more difficult. Technology and soci- societal norms um, have changed more than one might think since the summer of 2009. So I want to go over it myself and how would I try to disappear. Um, got some pictures of Evan Ratliff on the podca- or on the blog and his different uh, attempts to look completely different. But let's try it. How would I do? First steps, uh, how would I disappear? I think this is the first thing came off the top of my head in today's society. Wear a mask. It is now globally accepted to wear like one of those masks, like a COVID mask in public now, and that would conceal half of your face. So just wear one all the time. (laughs) That would eliminate so many things. Um, Next good rule is to follow is travel alone or cut down on the risk of discovery by just trucking it alone. This is a big one. Uh, If you're planning on disappearing with a child, consider that you might be committing the crime of kidnapping, but refer back to the disclaimer. (laughs) <laughs> don't kidnap people come with baggage even people who are trying not to be found so travel alone other people in your party will add all sorts of unforeseeable variables to your vanishing equation if there are other people with you uh, that means there'll be other search parties they have friends and family looking for them or other friends and family or debt collectors whatever um and a larger paper trail digital slash, digital trail for them to follow eventually you will probably find a group here or there to hang out hang around uh when you do just be sure to have a bunch of fake names and identities to use for each of them Um, but but yeah think if you're traveling with someone and you're like yes we're going to disappear together this person i trust them you know we're going to do this and then all of a sudden they pull out their phone, start taking selfies and posting on instagram like hashtag disappearing it's it's you never know what's (laughs) going on in someone's head Um, that would definitely ruin your disappearing act travel light I can't tell you how much I love to travel with nothing but a backpack. Uh, Shannon and I have gone on airplane rides and just having a backpack, like not even a carry on, just a personal item, the best. Um, It allows me to maneuver airports, train stations, and Ubers with ease. Plus once I get where I am headed, it takes me much less time to settle in or unpack before I can start enjoying my surroundings. And I imagine if you're trying to disappear, you got to get places quick. You got to be able to run away. Um, If you're lugging around a huge, uh, luggage then you you have to stop you have to get wait for your luggage you have to get off the plane you have to it's 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 bulky it leaves tracks literal tracks on the ground so Pack light. Trying to do all those things with a large suitcase is a very different story. I have to check my suitcase at the airport and wait for it once I arrive. I have to lug it around everywhere. The ease of travel by having less stuff is amplified when you are trying to not leave a trace. Only pack the essentials. When you're preparing for your disappearing or disappearance, set everything out on your bed or perhaps the floor and decide what is actually necessary and what is just excess stuff in your life. We always accumulate all this crap in our houses and when we travel you're gonna travel light you're gonna be efficient it's gonna be good some things i would bring a large backpack some warm clothes a rain jacket sturdy shoes or boots i like work boots not timberlands um they always seem to erode quicker i get wolverines that's my favorite kind of boot a tent to sleep in a sleeping bag make sure it's warm enough wherever you're going i have one that's 20 degrees below um almost never use it for that but i have one uh or um a compass and make sure you know how to use the compass a pocket knife uh get a Swiss army knife has everything you need can opener all that good stuff um you know cork opener and a first aid kit because you're you're going to cut yourself or something it's going to happen technology is a wonderful tool but not when you're trying not to get caught get rid of all social media get rid of your devices delete everything you uh Delete everything you can from your devices and your accounts and deactivate them. Posting what you had for breakfast or how swole you got at the gym today when you're trying to disappear. Be sure to delete browsing history and cookies, for many reasons, uh, from your computer and phone. And it doesn't matter if your device is protected by a password. If someone with any computer knowledge is looking for you, then um, they can get around that. So your passwords and all that stuff. This does mean you have to leave your computer and phone at home. I know we've been we've become so attached to our devices uh, but they can't be. They can be tracked. So refer back to my recommendation segment and about the Stingray device. This is a portable device that can pull your cellular information with great accuracy, and many law enforcement agencies have them at their disposal. So get rid of them. If you choose to use a public device like a at a library or internet cafe, yes, internet cafes still exist. Then be sure to be extra careful. Everything you do on a public device is public. So if you log back on. Uh, to your old social media account uh, that will likely get you caught now is a good time to reinvent yourself because you will want a new name i choose barry hammaker <laughs> barry jam ha- barry j hammaker <laughs> it's a name of someone me and my buddy saw in the phone book when yeah phone book when we were um, prank calling <laughs> we thought it was a funny name barry hammaker My story would be that I'm new in town because I'm looking for a quiet place to write my book. I would have some writing to fall back on if they ever wanted to see it, uh, like this mess of a blog that I have. (laughs) And not just your name, but you also reinvent what you look like. Change your hair. I would go bald or grow out my hair and dye it blonde. Change your clothing. I usually dress casual, so I might start wearing sweater vests and dorky stuff like that. And as I said before, I would uh, wear a mask, but I might also wear a hoodie and sunglasses. Um, do a lot to hide my face. I know famous like Brad Pitt. He wears a hoodie, sunglasses and a COVID mask and he can just go out in public now and he loves it. So I'm a heavy set guy. So maybe I would lose a whole bunch of weight. Um, Just go camping, try to forage for food. If I was worried about security cameras, I could use this infrared LED part on the LED remote controls to attach to some sunglasses. This actually blurs your face on security cameras. It's pretty cool. It's all on TikTok, and I looked it up. It does work. Um, Next thing, you also want all cash, no cards. Anything other than cash has a clear trail to be followed and cannot be used, but you will need money to... So take out a bunch of cash before you bounce. Um, Not too much at one time, though, because that looks suspicious. Take a gradual amount of money out over time. Instead of carrying all that cash on you um, all the time, find a secure spot for your travels and only bring what you need. So maybe you, you hide it somewhere. You have a little hidey hole with a little safe or something. Your journey will be cut short if you get mugged with all of your money. So make sure you have it good hiding spot pick where you're going so map out where you're gonna go if you're leaving the country you need a passport also check the country's travel restrictions you might need a visa or something like that um something more extensive don't go to china (laughs) they need they so many restrictions if you stay in country pick a city or town that fits your budget (laughs) you can't go to new york if you're coming from podunk nowhere and (laughs) don't have a new york salary to fall or salary or lump of cash to fall back on When you're picking where you're going you might as well plan the trip buy the tickets plane train automobile you get the reference or you don't airports and ship docks require id and that means leaving a trail bus and trains typically don't require id so that might be a good a a gooder option (laughs) a better option um but you know buses and trains are also slow um not as efficient as as an airport, but I hate flying. It's it's so annoying, it takes so long. They say, get here three hours early if it's international flight, that's like my whole day. (laughs) If you plan on really roughing it, you could use a bike or walk. Uh, Those do increase your chances of being seen like on the street, but there's no paper trail. If you use your own car, there are traffic cameras and your license plate will be photographed at toll roads and traffic lights. So keep that in mind, but those are options. If you are evading people like Evan Ratliff was in his situation, like the journalist, then you might want to buy tickets that throw people off your trail. He bought tickets, I think, to like New York and just never boarded the flight. Um, It's not very cost effective, but it would probably slow down your pursuers quite a bit. What are you going to do for work? You're going to need money if you're going to be doing this long term. You'll need money when you disappear. So where are you going to work? I think I could find like an under the table labor job, construction or landscaping, hate construction. So probably landscaping, <laughs> but keep in mind that under the table jobs come with the risk of your employers screwing you over with less legal risk to them because they can just say not pay you and you can't really file anything. I might try to be a waiter or work in retail. Um, those people, they're like rotating doors young kids trying to get jobs. It reminds me of Better Call Saul. It's an AMC show that had a major criminal lawyer who had to disappear and wound up as a manager at a Jamba Juice and he hated it, <laughs> but he was kept under the radar for quite some time and it worked quite well. The last thing I th- I could think of is to completely change my personality or at least as much as I could. I walk fast and wobble when I walk. So I might try to incorporate a new gait by slowing down and walking with a fake limp or swagger. Maybe I would start wearing a turban or join a local book club, things I normally wouldn't do. Whatever it might be, I would try to act differently. People can recognize you by the habits you keep, the walk you walk, and the talk you talk. So changing one's personality can really throw people off. I know I could become a priest. That's what I could do. (laughs) Father Zeb. Uh, but J.K., I'm not going to be a priest. But it's a it's a cliche disguise. You find in old westerns that the bad bandit changed his ways and is hunted down for revenge, and now he's a priest, and it, nobody knows his past. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be a priest. But there you go. That's sort of how I would disappear. And I was looking into this. What's what's it like in modern day trying to disappear? Well, in Japan, there are these agencies called Yojiya. Probably pronouncing that terrible, terribly wrong. Uh, but there's these agencies that help people disappear. Um, In Japan, one's respect or shame is very important. Accruing lots of debt uh, from failed businesses, dishonoring one's elders, or being known as a social pariah can all be reasons to want to disappear over there, or here I suppose as well, and some businesses have learned to capitalize on that. Um, I got this from thenewsonjapan.com. Japanese culture is sekentai, um, which basically means it's culture obsessed with keeping up appearances pride and honor rule above all and shame is a very heavy burden these agencies are known as yogiya which means fly by night shops originally uh, decided to help decide dedicated to helping people who escape loan sharks nowadays their cause is a far more noble the majority of their clients are victims of domestic abuse who with nowhere left to turn choose to flee Unlike your traditional moving agency, the yogiya prepare your next residence for you. They apply to the government to keep your new address and contact information private. They prepare school and nursery paperwork for your children and meticulously prepare your escape, all in complete secrecy. On the day of escape, they arrive at the house shortly after the abusive spouse has left and rapidly box up all your belongings. They then transport your transport you along with your children and belongings to your new school new home the service doesn't end there though they continue to give their clients advice on how to remain hidden and help clients with any separation or divorce paperwork that may be needed so end quote that's what i got from from um, news on and pretty interesting um, that's not all. They don't just help domestic abuse people, but that's the majority of their clients. And I've never heard of a company that helps people disappear, but it sounds like they do it for pretty good reasons. The cops don't search for the disappeared person in Japan um, known as a uh, Johatsu. Cops only have an obligation to search for someone if they have committed a crime, not for someone who is left on their own free will. And that applies here in the United States as well. Of course, like I said, if you're wanted man or a wanted person or you have debts and stuff, that's a different story. But it's the same over here. If you left on your own free will, that's all you, man. Johatsu, or jo, uh, johatsu uh, refers to the people in Japan who purposely vanish from their established lives without a trace. This phenomenon can be seen all over the world, such as the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany. However, it is likely more prevalent in Japan given certain cultural factors. And I find it interesting... You can say it happens in the United States as well, but we don't have a name for it. We don't have a name for people who do that, at least not that I know of. Might have a phrase in uncertain circles, but not a well-known name for people who disappear in their own free will. So if someone is looking for the johatsu, they have the—they have to hire a PI, a private investigator, because cops aren't going to help them. But a PI is going to have a hard time finding the johatsu thanks to the Personal Data Protection Act, that severely limits the private information uh, info that's accessible even to the cops and even after a person dies. Because Japan values personal freedom quite highly, the whole of society over there has a different mentality towards those who wish to leave their life behind. So, thanks for listening, to Thunkers. That's my episode on disappearing. If you want to disappear, I can't stop you. Um, But this was just a thought experiment. How would you go about it, especially with the phone's were tracked everywhere you would have to get rid of your phone and how efficient would you be without your phone i know i have it on me within arm's reach 24 7 sleep next to it when i go to the bathroom it's 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 sit on the bathroom counter when i take a shower it's right outside the shower so i can adjust the music i'm listening to so how would you be without your devices i don't know we'd have to learn new skills Don't worry, though. I myself am not going anywhere. (laughs) The entire time I was typing up this episode, I kept getting this weird feeling that someone would assume I myself am planning to disappear. This was an oddly morbid topic to explore. I didn't expect it to be like that. You know, I don't know. I thought I would find a lot of fun articles about trying to hide in today's society because that's what I that's what I found was a lot but what I found was a lot of articles and disclaimers about why people should not disappear. And <laughs> fear not, I'm not going anywhere. I just thought it would be a fun thought experiment to preoccupy my mind with. I like challenges and trying to disappear in the world today would definitely be a challenge. But uh, one I think I could accomplish. I think I could do it. I think I would probably pick a secluded forest somewhere and just camp out for a few months. Not including the winter. I'm not that tough. Not that hardy. But I think I could do it. Uh, but... What would you do if you had to disappear, if you were being hunted, either in an actually dangerous situation or perhaps a more fun experiment like the subject um, of Evan Ratliff's article? What would you do to remain hidden? How do you think you would fare? Would you be able to do it? How long would you last? I don't know. Interesting topic. Think about it today. And um, if you're listening to episode 118 of the Who to Thunk It podcast, tune in next week um catch you later who thunkers